The piece of music you're listening to is called Umlungu. It means white person in the Xhosa language here in South Africa. You're listening to How I Make Music, a show where I break down, deconstruct an original soundtrack that I've written and share the stories and insights behind how it was made. My name is John Bartman. I'm a music composer and producer here in South Africa, and this is How I Make Music. Creating your own style as a producer is always about doing something distinctive or unique. Let's take a listen to the opening click sounds from this track, Umlungu. There aren't a lot of pieces that I've ever heard using this particular closer click mouth sound. I have drawn inspiration from the language around me here in Cape Town. The closer language contains three clicks. The X click, the Q click, and the C click. Using a combination of these, I created a rhythm. My first step was to record the separate sounds and load them into a sampler, meaning that I could play each individual click on a different keyboard note. My next step was to introduce an electronic glitch loop. I figured that because the click sounds already sound quite a lot like electronic glitch sounds, that I'd bring the organic and the electronic together to see how that sounded. Here's the electronic glitch on its own. And now with the closer clicks. See, to me there's something really fresh about that, the bringing together of the synthetic and the organic. So that might be a good starting point for me to come up with more tracks that have this unique angle. When looking for inspiration, I always look at artists that I appreciate, and one of them is called Felix Laband. Here's a typical sound that you might hear on one of his records. It's a very cute, quirky little electronic sound. I covered this trick in an earlier episode of the podcast, so go back in the feed and look for Ianeta if you want to find out more about that. It's simply playing with the rate on an LFO, a low frequency oscillator, which has a high resonance value. The effect that it has in this song is to fill a gap between two sections and it kind of acts as a bridge. I like how simple and clean that sound is. Wherever possible, I try to use real instruments in my productions and I happen to have a beautiful djembe drum that my father brought back from Ivory Coast. Take a listen to a djembe loop, which is used throughout the song. As usual, I've done two separate takes and panned one left and panned one right to give you a sense of stereo. I did record some ad-libbing, some improvisational finger drumming. It didn't end up getting used, but give it a listen anyway. 
And out of interest, this is in mono. There's only one channel, so it sounds like it's in the middle of your head rather than in your left or right ear. Throughout the track runs a beautiful soft pad sound, which is in fact a sampled male choir. With production and soundtrack music, the temptation is always to write a part and then click and drag or duplicate it all the way to the end of the track using loops instead of new compositional elements. The advantage of this is that it makes your work a lot quicker, but the disadvantage is that it can be very repetitive, especially with electronic music, to have the same part playing more than 16 or 32 times. But if the chord changes are cooler and they work, you don't really want to just be changing to a B section for the sake of it. The workaround that I generally use is to create a different voicing for those same chords. A voicing is simply a different configuration of the same notes when playing chords on a piano or on a guitar or wherever. The instrument choice, a sampled male choir in this case, is no accident. The track uses African instrumentation and male choirs, male and female singing choirs are a big part of African music. Another very frequently used instrument in African music is the marimba. I decided to go for a deliberately electronified marimba sound. So let's give that a listen. This part does have an unwelcome machine gun effect. It sounds pretty unnatural and I believe that it would be a bit of a problem, a bit of an ear saw, if it occupied a prominent role. But fortunately, it's somewhat in the back background of the track, so it doesn't get too intrusive. I added an electric guitar, recorded in a double take, so left and right ear. This is my jazz guitar, Ibanez AF75, which I absolutely love. It's got such a nice warm mid-range sound, in contrast to a screaming, blazing, hot guitar, overdriven guitar distortion that you might hear in metal music. This type of sound is perfect for chill out. Earlier in the track I use guitar chords, just some basic comping to shadow the harmony, and later in the track I introduce a simple single lead line which sounds like this. How do you create variety in your work that makes it interesting even after three or four minutes of listening to what is essentially the same two parts repeating? One way to do that is to do what I've done here and to take an instrument that's initially in the background of the track and then give it a foreground role later on. This gives your music what might be called movement, this sense that in the beginning, somewhere in the distance, there's an accordion playing, but soon enough, the accordion has taken over the song and it's playing a lead role. The listener is always looking for something to latch onto. They're looking for progress. And this is a great way to do that, either to 
create new harmonic parts to new chord changes or to use the same chord changes but create new configurations in the instrumentation itself. This is a great way to bring variety into your music. I used a real bass guitar in this song instead of a synthesizer. You can hear it if you listen carefully to how my finger slides up the string here. See if you can hear it in the bass. Here it is one more time. In soundtrack music, these types of small little nuanced real moments are so super important. Even though they're so small, they are the difference between something that has been put out very quickly and something that has been cared for. The song is a pretty chilled one. To raise the energy a little bit, I used a drum kit sound and a shaker and overlaid that with the live djembe drumming that I spoke of earlier. Take a listen to all three parts together. We'll listen to the full track in just a moment, but before we do that, thanks for listening to How I Make Music, my weekly podcast which breaks down, deconstructs an original soundtrack that I've written and shares the stories and insights behind how it was made. I make this podcast for beginner music producers, for media producers, video makers, first-time podcasters. I really want you guys to all benefit from my experience and I want to help you, so Feel free to share this with your musician friends, your podcaster friends. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You're also able to download the track from this episode, Umlungu, via my website, johnbartman.com. J-O-H-N-B-A-R-T-M-A-N-N.com. Go to the music page and search my library of original royalty-free tracks by keyword, genre, title, mood, or instrument. There are links to download the track from there, Get in touch with me if you need it for any educational purposes. I always love hearing from users of my music around the world, so don't hesitate to get in touch. I'm pretty generous with my work. Thanks for listening. Now here's Umlungu, a warm, inviting, somewhat nostalgic, African-inspired soundtrack in its entirety. <laughs> 